Hello everyone and welcome to the Athlete Tribe podcast. I'm your host Lee Eldridge. In this podcast we'll be talking to elite coaches, practitioners, athletes and high achievers about how to improve performance. We'll be covering topics such as training, improving your sport, work and overall life. I hope you enjoy the show today. Please feel free to leave a review. Today we're going to talk about goal setting and pretty much the reasons why it fails for most people. What we're going to do is we're going to look at maybe thinking about a different option in terms of goal setting. And this is something that I've used time and time again with professional athletes, business leaders and C-suite individuals to ensure that they are going to set goals and then they're going to achieve them. So we're already two weeks into January and probably you've seen on social media everywhere about the importance of goal setting and how this year is going to be your year. You might have first week in January sat down, wrote down your goals, maybe just before New Year, you did it. And set goal setting is important. We need to have that kind of direction of where we're going. There's no doubt about it. And you can use many different methods in how you set goals, whether you use smart goals. But there seems to be this kind of discussion about whether you know you should set goals small, achievable, or whether you should set the goals as big as possible. What happens is that we talk about goals in many different areas, whether that's fitness, nutrition, sleep, relationships, work. Problem is that we just focus on actually setting the goals. It's great to sit down and think about your big visions or think about where you want to be. The problem is that most people don't really think about the systems and processes that you need to put in place to help you to achieve your goals. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna break down some of the ways that we can implement these systems and processes to help you go about moving towards your goals. So if we look at systems and I heard Craig Ballantyne many, many years ago bring out a great quote whereby structure brings freedom. And it's probably the number one area that I discuss mostly with clients, especially in business environments, whereby it's very hard to try and control what's going to happen. You know, there's loads of influences coming along, whether that's you know, client meetings or internal meetings, or lots of stuff to get done. Although it might take a little bit of time, it's really important to make sure that we build in structures during the course of the week. Now, what I mean by that is, the number one excuse of why we don't get things done, or we don't get consistency, for example, in our physical activity, in our sleep, is time. Time is probably the biggest currency that, that we deal in, basically. And what we've got to look at is, that if we don't set time to do things, then they don't get done. Parkinson's law. Everything that you don't set time to will be filled with that time. And what I mean by that is, if you have an hour-long meeting, that meeting will take an hour. If you have a 30-minute meeting, that meeting will take 30 minutes. So if you think about it now and look at your schedule for next week, two weeks ahead, where in that schedule can you maybe reduce time. And what I mean by that is duration of meeting. Does every meeting need to be an hour or does every meeting need to be half an hour? Can we shorten down that period of time so that we can look at building in 
short bouts of recovery in between meetings because having spoken to most of my clients over the last couple of weeks, everybody is now in this rhythm of back-to-back -back remote meetings. Biggest problem we have with that is that we're always playing catch-up. From a cognitive performance point of view and a cognitive performance stress point of view, that's not the best. What do I mean by this? Well, if we've just had a meeting and we've been talking about something very interesting or a new project, and then you go into that next meeting straight after speaking with me, your brain is probably still thinking about the stuff we've been talking about. Now, a new person comes into your environment, introduces more stimulus, and now you've got to react to what they're saying. Well, you're really asking your brain to do a lot of work in such a short period of time. How can we equate that to physically? Think about your sessions. So if we were going to go for a run and we were going to run at a decent pace, we wouldn't start off and go straight into that pace. We would warm up to increase our core temperature, our blood temperature, maybe get some lactate production going on board, increase our breathing rate. All those types of things are going to help to prepare us for what's about to happen. But we don't do that in life. We don't do that in meetings, yet we don't do that in what we're about to do from a work point of view. And similarly, if we're talking from a relationship point of view, we don't do that. So what I want you to do is sit down and think about how you can build in 10 to five minutes of kind of either recovery from your previous session, meeting, work, whatever it might be, and enable you to give yourself time to prepare for the next thing you're about to do. One thing I strongly encourage my athletes and my corporate athletes to do is to review and audit as much as possible. So from a professional athlete point of view, they are inundated with feedback, whether that's from physical performance, whether that's from technical or tactical performance. But if we're outside of that professional athlete environment, which the majority of us are, what happens is that we lack feedback. And it seems to me as in most of the areas or industries and organizations that I've worked in, there seems to be this yearly review or bi-yearly review if they're lucky, where it's a five, 10 minute kind of sit down and what happens. Now, if we're really looking to get feedback from what we're doing, we need to put in this process to see where we are with our goals. So. If we've had a discussion with our business leaders or your manager or your coach and say, hey, look, these are the goals I'm working towards. These are the structure and systems that I need to put in place. Each week, we need to be able to assess if these processes are moving me forward. Or it might even be if these processes are actually being done. Think about it like this, if you cannot get somebody to do that for you or to have that conversation with, there is nothing stopping you at the end of the week. I like Sundays, it's normally a little bit quieter. Some people have a little bit more time on a Sunday evening, for example, and just sit back and assess what's happened in that last week. And it's like a little bit of an audit. And what I mean by that is you should be having a look at your holistic life and performance. So I want you to look at how well did you sleep? What was your nutrition like? Were you fueling for the sessions if you're training hard? What was my work performance like? 
was I engaged in meetings? Did I feel that I got something done through this week? And that is hugely important because then that starts to inform you of the decisions that you're going to make for the following weeks. Likewise, it's really important to make sure you write those things down so that maybe at the end of the month, you can go back and just see where you are. If I look at the work of James Clear, which I'm a big fan of, all we're looking for are these small 1% increases. He speaks about this idea that if we set goals, what happens is that we reach those goals and then we stop. A prime example is people training for marathons. So they train and they train and they train, they go and run the marathon, and then what happens is they, they stop running. Well, what we're trying to do, or especially what I'm trying to do, is place the emphasis on health. And health is a long-term, continuous development area. And what we need to do is we need to make sure that we are assessing what is happening. And it's not a quick fix. I want you to think about it like, you know, investing in stocks. There's day trading, highly volatile, where you're basically putting your money into one stock for the day, pulling it out, and hopefully you've made some money. Then there are kind of index funds or long-term investments where basically you're just putting a bit of work, building upon it, putting in a bit of money. Hopefully that is accumulating compound interest over the course. And that is what health is like. Now, some people are sat there and thinking, I don't really care. I, I just want to be able to train as hard as I can, you know, play my sport to the, to the best of my ability, to the, the best level. Brilliant. Amazing. But unfortunately, without health, we never get performance. And that is the biggest problem. So to summarise on what we've just spoke about, goal setting will fail if you do not build in systems and processes and focus on those system and processes. That goal setting will not work or those systems and processes will not work if you are not consistently reviewing them and asking for feedback. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening in. I hope that you found the subject interesting. Goal setting is a huge area especially in the early months of the start of the year. But for me, you've got to focus on those processes and systems. They're the things that are going to help you achieve your goals. Please feel free to leave us a review or get in touch. The best places are on our website, which is www.theathletetribe.com or on Instagram at The Athlete Tribe. Tune in next time for more discussions about performance with coaches, athletes and myself, have a great week and I hope you're enjoying your training.